Hey there, and thank you for tuning in to the Rock Guys Podcast. We are on episode 23. 23! Did you hear that? That's insane! And on this episode of the Rock Guys Podcast, we are covering Crocus, which is a rock metal band from Switzerland. Down in 1975, Solothum by Chris Von Rohr, who acted as a bassist, a keyboardist, a percussionist. He was also the original drummer and, at the time, lead singer. It was also co-founded by guitarist Tommy Kiefer. Both Chris and Tommy were former members of a band called Cactus. Crocus has produced 18 studio albums, including 28 singles, 8 compilation albums, 3 live albums, and even 9 videos and DVDs. And it doesn't look like they're slowing down. If you want to hear more, stay tuned for Crocus on the Rock Guys podcast. Right here, right now. Get your rock fix. The Rock Guys. Mmm, the Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mmm, the Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mmm, the Rock Guys. Hey there, and thank you for stomaching another episode of the Rock Guys Podcast while we cover Crocus. Our story starts way down in Solothum when the band's original singer, Peter Richard, left before recording their first album, which left Tommy to take on lead vocals for their first self-titled album, which was released in April of 76. The album featured Chris and Tommy as well as Hansi Draws on rhythm guitar and Remo Spadino on bass. To You All was Crocus's second album and was released in 1977. This album had Chris and Tony joined by Fernando Von Arb on rhythm guitar and Jer- Oh no. Jurg? 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 Jurg Negeli. Jurg Negeli. Please, I hope I'm saying that right. On bass and Freddie Steely on drums. This freed Chris to focus more on his vocals. The band became popular in Switzerland and saw them touring all over the country. Painkiller was released in October of 78, but did not do well and only took six days to produce. That's probably why it didn't do well. After seeing ACDC in concert, the band chose to go more towards this kind of sound. But Chris could not hit certain notes, so they hired on Mark Storassi in 1979. In June of 1980, Crocus released Metal Rendezvous, which sold over 150,000 copies in Switzerland and seemed to have opened doors for them in Britain and the US. The song Heartstrokes charted at number one on the British heavy metal charts. Hardware was released in March of 1981, and although it wasn't as successful as their previous album, it still received gold status in their home country. The album made it to the Billboard 200 charts at number 103. During their supporting tour, Tommy Kiefer left the band. Some say it was due to him not feeling that that was his type of music, and others say that it was due to his heroin addiction. But sadly, Tommy lost his battle on December 24, 1986, by taking his own life. Newcomer Mandy Meyer was hired on to replace Tommy, but left shortly after Tommy's death to pursue his own projects. 
Kurt Kohler was brought in as his replacement. In March of 1982, the band released One Vice at a Time, which proved how much the band had been influenced by the sounds of ACDC by possibly copying it. Tony Platt was the engineer for this album and had done previous work on Highway to Hell and Back in Black. Dante Bonuto of Kerrang! magazine wrote that Crocus may have created a possible copy of the sound with the help of Tony Platt, but they cannot duplicate ACDC's swagger, leaving the album sounding two-dimensional and soulless. But the album still made it to number 53 on the Billboard 200. During the recording of this album, bassist Jerg, Jerg, Jerg Nagley left, thank God, and Chris took over on bass duties. A notable track on this album is I'm On The Run. It contained a guest appearance for backing vocals by Mr. Bruce Dickinson. Headhunter was the band's seventh studio album released in April of 1983. The album received gold certification in both the U.S. and Canada, but later reaching platinum in the U.S. Reaching number 25 on the Billboard 200 and number 74 on the UK Albums chart. The album also featured as guest backing vocalist on Ready to Run is Rob Halford. And at the end of 1983, Chris got fired for leaking their antics all over the local newspaper just before appearing at a festival. The Blitz was Crocus's 8th studio album, released in August of 84, and saw the band veer towards a more of a glam rock direction. The band became the first Swiss band to hit the Billboard Hot 100 with their single Midnight Maniac. This probably assisted in the album Achieving Gold in the US, and number 36 on the Billboard 200, and number 27 in the Swedish Albums Chart, and number 6 on the Swiss Albums Top 100. The guitarist that replaced Chris left before the recording started, so Mark Kohler took over for recording guitar as well as his duties on bass. In June of 1986, Crocus released Change of Address. And let me tell you, it was the worst release of their career. Jason Anderson from All Music described it as one of the worst efforts. The band blamed the record company, saying that they had pushed them hard to put out a release and they were rushed into it. To try to overturn this upset, the band released their live album, Alive and Screaming, in October of 1986. Their first live album release recorded their tour of the US and Canada. During that time, the band dropped their current label and signed with MCA for their next studio album. Heart Attack was Crocus's 10th studio album and released in March of 1988. The album was branded as a last-ditch effort to save the band. It featured the return of Chris Von Rohr along with Danny Crivelli, who played with Chris the previous year on drums. By this time, the band were exhausted from eight years of writing, recording, touring, that they were on a verge of a burnout. So they went on a hiatus at the end of 88. Guitarist Fernando Van Arb stayed as the sole constant member while Crocus went through so many lineup changes. In November of 1990, Crocus released Stampede, featuring an all-new lineup with Fernando producing this release. This studio release saw Peter Tanner for vocals, Mandy Moore on lead guitar, Tony Castell for rhythm guitar, Fernando for the bass, 
acoustic, and keyboard, and Peter Haas for drums. The album reached number 18 on the Swiss Albums chart. To Rock or Not To Be was the band's 12th studio album, which was released in March of 1995. The album peaked at number 5 on the top 10 Swiss charts for 7 weeks. The album featured the lineup from one vice at a time, except for Chris Von Rohr, who was currently busy with another project. In October of 99, the band released Round 13. Do I even have to mention that it's their 13th studio album? Oh, never mind, I guess I just did. This album featured vocalist Carl Sintanz, who sang in the Geezer Butler Band. Rock the Block was released in January of 2003 and saw the return of Mark Storis to vocals. The album peaked at number one in the Swiss album chart and certified gold in Switzerland. In 2005, Fernando left the band due to a wrist injury and was replaced by the returning Mandy Meyer. Hellraiser was the band's 15th studio album, released in September of 2006. The album just barely made the Billboard 200, peaking at number 200, but did much better in Switzerland. Ah, that homeland love. Yeah, my homeland don't know who I am. In August of 2008, the lineup of Chris Van Rowe, Fernando Von Arb, Freddie Steady, Mark Storis, and Mark Kohler performed the reunion concert and later announced an upcoming album. Crocus actually played the anthem for the 2009 Ice Hockey World Championships entitled Live for the Action. In March of 2010, Crocus released Hoodoo. And although it didn't reach the Billboard 200, it did do well overseas. In May of the following year, Freddie Steady announced his departure from the band. At the end of 2012, Mandy Meyer returned to Crocus and the band released Dirty Dynamite in March of 2013. In January of 2017, the band released an album of cover songs entitled Big Rocks. And in September of the following year, the band announced their retirement. But their farewell tour was postponed due to the current epidemic. It's pretty sad that all my podcasts just seem to end on an epidemic. Crocus's discography is as follows. In 1976, the Bellas put out Crocus, their self-titled album, you know. In 1977, they put out To You All. In 78, it was Painkiller. In 1980, Metal Rendezvous. In 1981, it was Hardware. 82 is One Vice at a Time. In 1983, they released Headhunter. In 1984, it was The Blitz. This is the one that contained the song, obviously, Ballroom Blitz. So, possibly got this album name from there. In 1986, it was Change of Address. 1988, Heart Attack. 1990, Stampede. The band released To Rock or Not To Be in 1995. And in 1999, they released Round 13, their 13th (laughs) studio album. Rock the Block came out in 2003 and in 2006 was Hellraiser, 2010 was Hoodoo, 2013 Dirty Dynamite, and 2017 it was Big Rocks, which was their covers album. So that ends the bio part of the Rock Guys podcast, but it doesn't mean the show is over. Stay tuned for Rock Album. Rock Album.
Hey there, and thank you for sticking around for Rock Album, where we like to have fun. On this episode of Rock Album, we are covering Headhunter, which is their seventh studio album released in 1983. Their only album to reach platinum sales in the US and gold in Switzerland and Canada. The track listing for Headhunter was 1. Headhunter, 2. Eat the Rich, 3. Screaming in the Night, 4. Ready to Burn, 5. Night Wolf, 6. Stayed Awake All Night, 7. Stand and Be Counted, 8. White Din, 9. Russian Winter. Mark Storis was on lead vocals, Fernando Von Arb on lead and rhythm guitar, Mark Kohler on lead and rhythm guitar as well. Chris Von Rohr was on bass and piano, and Steve Pace was on drums. The cover depicts an evil golem-type creature with red eyes and an evil smile. Smile, smile. So that's what I got for you for Rock Album. But that don't mean the show is over. Stay tuned for Rock Trivia. Rock, 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 rock. Trivia. Here, here, rock trivia. (laughs) Hey there, and thank you for sticking around to tickle your brain with rock trivia on the Rock Guys Podcast. So on this episode of Rock Trivia, we are going to tickle your brain, but go deeper into your more knowledge sense, and not just about this episode, because I did uh, omit a section of the podcast that covers this, but it kind of now covers it, but at the same time, you can see why I didn't really want to cover it. So let's just get into it, and you'll understand what song on their 1982 One Vice at a Time album did Crocus do a cover for that was originally released by the Guess Who, but was also covered by Lenny Kravitz in 99? Now, it could be an easy question. could be not. If you know your rock trivia, you probably know this. So I'm guessing you guessed it right. That's right, American Woman. Good job. If it was too hard, I apologize. But hey, I ain't giving no prizes. Thank you for joining me with this episode of Rock Trivia, but stay tuned. I think I hear Bobby. Bobby's World.
Hey there, and thank you for sticking around with me all the way through to the end of the episode. To Bobby's World, where we cover the song of the episode. 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 On this episode of Bobby's World, we are covering Screaming in the Night, which is the third track on the Headhunter album, which is the one I just covered on the previous segment, or was that the one you were asleep to? It doesn't matter, maybe you could catch up with it after, or not. Peaking at number 21 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart in July and remained there for 12 weeks. This song is still played to this day on those classic rock stations that you hear in your car as you're driving. This concludes another episode of the Rock Guys podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, and tune in next episode for, well, it's going to be a surprise again. (laughs) Please like, rate, share, comment, and subscribe. Help me get back to your ear holes. Stay safe and stay unsober.